0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the leadership series from breaking into cybersecurity, where we talk to leaders about what they think is critical for leadership. Today, we have Carlos, who will be sharing his leadership journey. Carl, what made you decide to become a cybersecurity leader versus staying an individual contributor?
1: Thank you. First of all, Chris, for the opportunity here and you do a lot for our community and we really appreciate that. I do for sure. To answer your question about what made me go into leadership, it really was a natural progression for me. I've been a leader without knowing since I was little playing youth sports and then more like college sports where people really look up to me to, to guide them through in the field. For example, when it came to sports, then as an individual contributor and senior network engineer, at some point I realized that I was leading others through projects, right? Like many of us do. And so that asked me to become manager, senior management, take on those type of roles you I primarily with cybersecurity being part of it in many stages, but I didn't. Bottom line is that the core leadership value that we all study and follow really align well with my personal values, which are around integrity, collaboration, and teamwork. For the most part, I also seek to help people. That's who I do, what I do. That's who I am. I'm a servant at core, a steward of others, and I try to learn every day. So those are all very core leadership values, in my opinion, that also align whole with who I am
0: as a person. And when you think about that as how everything aligns with yourself as a person, what's your comfort level with delegation on a scale of one to five when it comes to leadership? Yeah,
1: I think I'm at a four, I will never be at a five. I think five is always tough to get to because there are situations where you have to step in, but that's one of the hardest things for a leader to, to go through and let go for, at least for me, it was. That it wasn't me who had to do the work, that I had to trust others, right, to to get us through the process and let them fail like others let me fail. I learned through that process, too. When I reflected on my management and leadership career, I saw where others let me try things, fail, learn from it. So I tried to apply that, too. And I think to get to that level... You have to know yourself too. And there are two great exercises that you can go through to, to get to that. One is doing like a 360 evaluation. So you evaluate yourself against certain criteria, but you also see what all is, how others see you. The other exercise, and I know you've been through this, is doing some sort of assessment on your strengths or style of work or what have you. I've done an stress, a stress, strength assessment and that those two things really combine. Combine. they really confirmed that I was doing what I needed to be doing in terms of leadership and delegation and whatnot. So get to know yourself, let others lead you. Cause that's part of being a leader. You have to let others lead you and, and let them fail and you'll make a lot of progress.
0: And with regards to collaboration, cause you mentioned letting others lead you. It, it feels like collaboration then comes into play. How would you rate yourself on the skill of collaboration from one to five and why? I think again,
1: very high there. I'll be on a four and that has evolved over the last, i say five years. When I was leaving the smaller teams or bigger teams, I learned a lot about agile methodologies for one thing, and that changed the way. So things, and it's all about working together to get incremental results again, you So as a leader, you should get to a point where you realize you don't know it all, number one. If you do, great for you. But even if you do, you need to let others also provide input and feedback and value to the projects and work that you're doing. I think I tend to over communicate, for example, and that's part of collaboration. I let others tell me their ideas to see where they get those ideas get us. task collaboration is not just working together on a project, but asking for input. What do you think about this? How would you do that? And you'll get a lot of ideas to put in place in your career and your products or projects that you're working on. So collaboration is key and it's part of influencing as well. That's how you can build influence in others. You
0: mentioned the topic of communication there in your response. That seems to be another skill that is highly valued in leaders. How do you rate yourself on communication from a scale of one to five and why?
1: So I mentioned earlier the 360 evaluation, right? And I did that. And my results on that were like I actually scored the same score, 4.2 on my evaluation. And my so the other 10 people or whatever, they scored me at an average of 4.2. That was crazy. I mentioned that because there was an area for collaboration and I rated myself very low there because I'm not a native English speaker, number one. Number two, I'm learning every day. I consider myself that I'm learning every day about my field and the businesses that I serve, the industries that I serve. And I work on communication every day. And thus, perhaps I have a bad influence on myself. I'm thinking that I'm not a good communicator, but I rated myself myself low by around a point on the on communication to what the other people that rated me did so i think i'm gonna between three and four there and that's why i work on it every single day and how do you work on it prepare for for your meetings for your communications i prepare for this conversation as well as i could because i wanted to be able to clearly express what i wanted and add loudly to others so I'm in between a three and four there, and I think it's, you have to work on it every day.
0: One of the things that you mentioned in your earlier conversations was around the topic of influence. How would you describe your influence on others and its impact on your career?
1: And so influence is critical for a leader. This is what leaders do. We, we don't manage. In a way, but what we influence our company, our people, our market, all we try to do, our goals is to create that positive influence on people and processes. The way, first, there, I look up to those that have influenced me and what they do well, what I learned from them. Also those that influence me in a negative way, so I don't do that. Examples about I have learned that I have influenced others is there, there are tough situations that we go through as leaders. I remember one time we had to go through a layoff in one of the companies that, that I was part of as a leader. I had to let go about six people. It was very painful for me and even more for them, of course. About six to 12 months after that, one of those guys reached out to me on LinkedIn and said, Carlos, thank you for everything you've done for me. Since we work together, I'm now a leader, a manager. And I put in place a lot of what you were doing and what you ask us to do then, that's, that was a pretty humble and moment for me and like brought it all together. It's like, okay, it's working. I'm doing some things right. I'm creating positive influence and I should continue to do that. And there's other examples, like people that I have promoted and told me that they couldn't be there without that and things like that. But so that's what influence is all about is are you leaving something behind you that others can use and put in place to learn and grow that in my opinion
0: as also looking for your perspective when it comes to networking how important of a skill is networking to you and why i think it's also critical because if you don't network and build connections you won't be
1: able to influence right so you gotta go out there and Create connections, that's, just don't go networking for the sake of it. Create meaningful connections that can build that influence, right? So, and then networking is very broad, right? It is important that number one, you network internally in your company. It doesn't matter where you are in your career. If you're just getting started in cyber, for example, look up to people that you respect. to see how they work. And then reach out and work, network with them. Always asking people to mentor me still to this day have had mentors throughout my career, because there is something new to learn from everybody. So within your company, that's very critical that you find that mentor within your company. And it could be around, it varies depending on where you are in your career. Right. But if you are in a leadership role, say you're, maybe you're even at a VP level, maybe there is a, another VP or chief or senior person that has been in the company longer and knows the company very well what the company does what how they operate and that's something you want to learn all the time on the other side you have also external network critical as well for example you chris you and i we talk often about what we're doing and how we collaborate like on this podcast and that expands your knowledge of them and your You get to influence and or meet other people that can that you can help later, or they can help you. Most of the jobs that I've got in my career have come from network because people that I've worked with or collaborated with internally or externally then bring me to the next gig and say, "Hey, interested in this or that?" And or, or it may not be a new job, but it could be writing a paper, doing a podcast, things like that. But I always try to give back to them when I network. An example, and I know I'm extending, but I'll give you an example of why connecting and networking brings influence. I was in an insurance company and security CISO, of course. And I reached out to this early on to this in the claims department. Never talked to her. We started talking and then I asked, what are your pains? What are you worried about? And she said, I have this legacy database, this legacy system, and I'm losing the person that runs it. Fortunately, this person is going to another position within the company, so we will get some time, but I'm worried about it. And well, through that conversation, I said, have you talked to such and such, who is the director of data warehousing and information governance? He said, no, I don't know him. And I said, he's working on very cool things to modernize our databases, our applications, our information. I think you should talk to him. I'll do i I'll make an intro. That afternoon, I, I shot an email to both of them and say, Hey, here's uh, this person. She's worried about this. And I think you can help her go for it. Two weeks later, she called and said, Carlos, this was great. We're we're going to pray now in place. We're going to get through this. Thinking. And from that point, that director will bring me or someone in my team to all of our projects, whether they had security implications or not, because she knew I, as a security professional, we are in many places within the company. We may not have the answer, but we know where to go. And, we, and that's a way to see to, to, in there you need networking, you need influence, you hit collaboration, communication, all the things that we talk about. Uh, Right there on that networking piece. So that's on through connection, you make many, meaningful connections.
0: That's a great example of networking and influence there together. As you think about your career and there's a future leader looking at this recording, what advice would you give them on their path to cybersecurity leadership?
1: Yeah, first stay up to date on the current happenings of technology cybersecurity and risk management as a whole. Don't focus just on say, cyber security risks, but also understand what, what other risks exist, such as a pandemic or natural disasters, things like that. But also understand your industry and your company. i talked about that earlier. I think that's crucial in how your company operates and how that industry operates. There's a good chance you will continue to grow within the industry, hopefully within the company but if not within the industry, I've been in the same industry for a very long period of times and then switched to another industry being that industry for a, a long period of time. And knowing those industries have helped me a lot. And that comes again through that networking, internally and externally. Don't focus on learning just cyber. When I was in insurance, for example, I took classes about claims I took classes on agency management. And I took classes on on real estate when I was free in real estate. When I was in law firms, I took classes about, about that as well. And what that did was help me have the same communication or the same language in my communication with others in the company. And the last thing is I think we're at a point where whether your company is Going agile and that's evolving too right now. But if they are into the agile methodologies, and and they apply it or not, I think it's important for you to understand that and learn. And the last thing I think for leaders to know and understand that directly impacts cybersecurity is organizational change management, because we bring a lot of change and have impact on the company and on the people of the company and the processes. So learning how to manage that in in an extended period is important because that's when change happens. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, especially in cybersecurity. Take it takes time to instill those processes and changes that you want to make. Learn about your ecosystem company, can learn about agile, and learn about organizational change
0: management. Those things can help you your leadership journey, in my opinion. They've helped me. Carlos, thank you so much for taking the time today. Really appreciate it. And looking forward to talking to other future leaders on this topic as well. Carlos, have a great day. Thank you, too. Thank you, everybody.